0: now also available on Hubble. Hi, this is the Dill and Friends podcast. I'm Deborah, Dylan's mum. Thanks for tuning in and I hope you like the show as much as I do. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. G'day guys and welcome back to another episode of Dill and Friends. Gee whiz, what an absolute treat I've got for you this evening. One of my good mates, uh, 175 game superstar for the Carlton Blues and the Brisbane Lions. He's a footballer, a podcaster, a gamer, barber, Tasmanian, father and everything else in between, Mitch Robertson. Mitch, how you going mate?
1: Uh, thanks for having me mate, I'm actually very excited and thank you for selling me short on my games played. How many have you played? <laughs> You've done a Wikipedia search. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's all I do. That's my... What are we up to? 182. Yeah, that's what I said. Uh, moving on.
1: Yeah, no, nah, thanks <laughs> for having me on, mate. The prestigious Dill Dil and Friends podcast. Thank you, mate. You're mates. OG. No, no, no. Oh, I am OG. You're, OG, you're honestly OG in mm. the industry.
0: Well, thank you. And I do actually remember we had a conversation a while back when I did start this and you were keen to start yours as well, which you do have a podcast now called Rip Through It, which is an incredible podcast. Yeah, Talk us through a bit of that quickly.
1: Um, Yeah, so I've been wanting to do it for a few years now. Obviously, uh, it started... Um, back in the last year started this year uh, came to, I was, came to go I was just reviewing articles the Herald Sun articles trying to keep the media personnel accountable yes and then it kind of uh, went on from there I just got someone else in to help me out and uh, it's been flourishing ever since
0: I do love that you are you are the guy in the game at the moment that is keeping the media personnel yeah, accountable who's who's your favourite to get after
1: um, early days I went after Kane Corns and yep. then they kind of stitched me <laughs> up I went on the st- <laughs> <laughs> I remember this <laughs> they put me on a Sunday footy show and um, they kind of brought up like oh I think it was, um, what's the guy with the big teeth? Chompers. Ah, Chompers. Tony. Chumpers, Tony, yeah, Tony. Tony. TV or Tony something. Tony. Yeah, so he goes, Oh, you know, um, Lloydie, you know these guys. Ah, uh, do you know Kane Corns? I'm like, Oh, no, the fish <laughs> me up here. here We go. And then the, they played my footage from their podcast and then they kind of put me on the spot. And I was like, No, nah, he's a, he, I actually don't mind, like, honestly, I don't mind person, him. I don't yeah. mind him. Even what some, some of the things he says, like, he is honest and that's what people don't like about him. But obviously, he goes a bit far with some shit, uh, with some stuff. You know that it's to say. No, you can. With some stuff, but, um, I, I, I think it's good to have something, someone else out there talking some truth. Yeah, exactly. And I, I suppose the hardest part
0: about being in the media and having an opinion is when you've played the game, people always bring up your stats that you've had after it. It's hard. So like, people if you're not always, a star yeah. of the
1: game, it's kind of like, oh, he doesn't know what's on That's why it's good about. for me
0: because I feel I've got runs on the board. If yeah, you know what I mean? and you're son of Jim. You know? <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. So you can just say, look, <laughs> say I what know, I I'm not talking about my dad's a legend.
0: I say me and dad share one <laughs> premierships.
1: <laughs> Hasn't he won three? Yeah, one and half each. <laughs> 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 You're free playing that, haven't you? Yeah, he's done, he's done his homework. I, I, I can't say I haven't soj. used it before. Does everyone know your name was soj at colton or not?
0: The boys up here, no, like the boys up here, are delirious. Do like, they even know who you nah, are? No, like, literally they, they had no idea that Dad even. They know you play the
1: with them, though, right?
0: Uh, well, yeah, sort H- of. How many they, games have you played at the Giants, by the way? Um, it's not one, but it's less than three. You're on
1: thirty-nine games.
0: I'm on 41 games. 41 games. So you've got your stats uh, wrong as well.
1: It's just Wikipedia. swipe. No, nah, it's all right. You're doing you're doing very well for yourself.
0: <laughs> Thanks, mate. Um, Mate, quickly, I always ask. You're a big fan of the show, no doubt?
1: Yeah, yeah. I actually have... Um, people might say to you, behind your back, to your face, whatever. I actually have been listening for a while now. Good. Um, I was listening to Sherrod's Sheridan's... Um, Tommy Sheridan. Tommy Sheridan. Yeah. He's um, one that's pretty funny. I was just picturing him in the white suit uh, the <laughs> whole interview. So I'm looking forward to when you go... Um, to the video format, I'm looking really forward to that. Is that, is that in the works? What's happening there? It is. I'm um, looking
0: at that at the moment.
1: That's I'm not the next a, step. Your
0: podcast, how you film it, etc., is incredible put together. So that's my next step Thank of you. filming you. and um, and doing it that way. And but then you
1: can give a shout out to your sponsors, like no, product. Product yeah. placement, yes. These new microphones you got—you going to talk about that or not?
0: We will quickly. I, <laughs> if you haven't noticed, I've got new microphones. It sounds so clear. Mitch is very impressed. He's pretty flat that he hasn't got them himself, but they're the new um, Sure microphones. Yeah, Sure, Sure, and Shure, all um, the way
1: from the states. Yeah, they're, I'm pretty wrapped with they're it. They're crispy clear. All right, what do you got for us?
0: I'm going to get into it, mate. I want to start at your time at Carlton. So talk me through your pick 40 mm-hmm. there. Um, yeah. I actually didn't realize this, but you debuted your first first game, first game, three goals against Richmond.
1: Yep. Yeah. So, there's actually a story to that. So, um, I think it was about four or five as the debut of that game. Me, Jeffrey Gallett, um, Sam Jacobs, oh, and a couple of other players. I don't really can't remember who it was. Yeah. But, uh, AJ? <laughs> the good players. Yeah, no, AJ already played, I'm okay. pretty sure. Oh, it might have been his debut. Anyway, it was um, me and Jeffrey from our draft. Um, and that game, obviously, was against Richmond in front of 90 plus thousand people. Um, it, was, it was Ben Cousins' first game yes. for Rich Mind. yeah so for richmond um and that was against juddy so obviously they play together and it's a really yeah. big sellout so i had an amazing game just gonna throw it out there three goals six tackles 16 touches and i didn't get rising star you know who did let me guess let a guess Plays. he's my teammate daniel rich yeah daniel rich yeah so i've had like i've had this little angst towards him my whole career that's fair enough and i've told him a few times that I don't. what like did he have that game 21 touches so i don't know he had like one tackle so i don't know if you do the math quick math two do you plus reckon two weeks.
0: that's uh, going on from the AFL I, Tasmanian yeah 100% and they still don't get a team there do you reckon that has something D- to do with
1: it they still have a prerogative there but in saying that like he was a top 10 draft pick mm. and he was actually 18 years old I was a year older than everyone else because I was a late bloomer and a late person that actually cared about the game so but yeah debuted my first game of the year um, won that game handsomely didn't know that yeah that was a good year but it was also a bad year why was it a bad year so I dropped like three weeks. I thought, "How easy is this AFL?" Hey, like, I'm going to be pretty good. Mm. Didn't get ahead of myself. I was just that lavish lifestyle. Um, got dropped like three or four weeks later, and then um, I had to realise that it's not as easy as I thought it was. Yeah, mate. I've been experienced. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> probably-
0: <laughs> mate, obviously you started the career well, um, but there was a few off-field indiscretions, and there's one that I really, I really do want to touch touch uh, on. Let because- me guess. Let me guess. Because uh, as a young as a young naive nineteen year old um, at an AFL club, you, you take everything at face value, and uh, one
1: <laughs> <That was my laughs> literally face. <laughs> literally
0: face value. And one of the incidents um, that did happen um, and was the the infamous the the fight. Yeah. Um. You'd come into the club, and I'd seen you, and you looked like you'd been hit by a car. Um.
1: I wish I had been hit by a car. <laughs> I would have gave me a better reason. Um. Yeah. So- <laughs> What have you got for Sorry, me? it's not funny. Oh, no, it's it's, it's okay. not funny, but it's funny because we're you've, come out, we're, you've come out.
0: Because you've come out on the better
1: side. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the story is not funny, really. Yes. But it's just funny how we're reminiscing about yes. this about yes. five years, six years, nearly down the track. Yes. Um. Yeah. Obviously, I, it wasn't a great time in my life, especially when I came to the club. I guess that day, like my face. I don't know if you. <laughs> I remember. So you know what it looked like. I guess 24 hours prior to that, it was even worse, five times worse than that. Yeah. And my partner and I, so. As soon as I got home from the incident, um, I would have had severe concussion because I couldn't remember anything that happened. And to be honest, I haven't really spoken about it in public or, uh, you know, on interview before. That I was trying to look out for Jeffy, and he had a few things off field that was going on that yep. um, I couldn't really, um, I wouldn't say dob on him to the club or talk to him about the club, but it was just one of those things that I, I had to talk to him first. And Jeffy was in hospital; his phone wasn't working, and I was, I guess, I was probably scared. Well, the outcome was going to happen regardless of what I said. So I think that was just my thought process at the time. So I came to the club and I mentioned that it was um, a sparring incident with my brother because yeah. we did, <laughs> it's funny now, but we did actually spar a lot um, and, you know, do a bit of boxing on the side. So yeah. that was, I thought that was probably the most believable thing at yeah. the time. And, and-
0: and I did believe it, by I, I, I was You did, so... I was bored into that. Um, a few people probably had raised eyebrows, but I was like, oh no, it was, uh, obviously, just spa- it was the, obviously just sparring. I
1: remember coming into the club and went to the cafe and sat down like nothing had happened. <laughs> and a few of the boys just looked at me go, like, oh, uh, what? If
0: you were sparring, it looked like you'd been sparring with bricks. Yeah, someone had. Your, we did. In all seriousness, so that injury that did occur to your eye, it was yeah. it pretty was, bad. It was, <laughs> you nearly lost sight. It was nearly sight. lost
1: sight. So, it was a pretty serious injury, Um the, the optic nerve and the um what was the other the retina retina the retina kind of was hanging by a thread and you know the the old oh if it was two centimeters more or it was a little bit to the left like I would have gone blind but legitimately this was a case Hector. of very close to going blind and the doctor said look you can, we can give you steroids to help the growth and make it make it better and um you know you get your eyesight back but you're gonna have glaucoma down the track and so to this day I'm having eye drops every day um, morning how are they time. now I start the funny thing is I used to tease people with glasses. So, <laughs> uh, this is karma. This is a real thing. Mm. So, it's come back around full fold and um, I have to them. wear glasses. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I lost them though. So, that's kind of another thing. But yeah, just my right eye is very blurry all the time. And um, when I stare at the computer screens and now I've been doing podcasts and I started the gaming, um, my eye goes pretty blurry. So, I uh, wear the glasses for that. But yeah, as I was saying, it was um, a very tough time and to go through that and... You know, been delisted and then, you know, came to the new club. It's obviously had a silver lining in that, but yep. um, very, very happy the way career post-Carlton's gone, so.
0: So, post obviously, post the incident, um, Carlton found out, all yep. the truth came out. You are yep. out for the rest of the year because you couldn't yep. play because of your eye.
1: Yeah, so I couldn't do any exercise because of the pressure in my you right eye. You I, I couldn't I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't do any weights or anything like that, so I was pretty much on janitor duties. I was cleaning the floors, yep. literally cleaning the I floors. Remember. Yeah, I um, mean, washing the jerseys for the boys, and it was probably the worst... Worst, I think it was like four or five weeks after the season. Probably the worst time of my career, to be honest.
0: Talk me through that because I've obviously been delisted as well. Different Shout reasons. Out. Shout, Shout, out. Out. Shout, Shout out. out! to being delisted. Respect <laughs> You're the boys. Respect. <laughs> Respect. R e s t e c
1: p. Do you even know what that spells?
0: <laughs> <R-E-S-T-E-C-P>. <laughs> <laughs> They're not the best uh, interviews to sit in. No, I can't imagine yours being good. Talk me through who was in it and what went right.
1: down. So I guess we had. Mick, I don't like saying the name. Mick Mouldhouse. Um, we had the legend Shane O'Sullivan, who uh, big shout out to Shane O'Sullivan. Shana. He's a all-time great, great administer at the club. Um, and we had uh, big uh, Andrew McKay, who was obviously the GM at the time. Um, I kind of got the heads up a uh, week leading into it that um, the club were going to go in a different direction, and we had two years on the table prior to the incident. Um, and I was kind of holding off, holding off to try and get myself cemented back in the team and playing some good footy to get the numbers a bit higher um, in saying that I was suspended four times a year from on field stuff um, you know um, striking and my 100th game was the last one for the club that I was suspended in um, for a shirt front on Lee Adams mm. so going to the meeting I had the heads up and I kind of understood that I was um, you know not going to be the club post that meeting so I kind of you know of the courage and held the tears back and stuff. When they actually said, um, Yeah, we, you know, they got, I don't know why, at the start they talked about my season and my stats and stuff. I was yeah. like, Just get it done with it. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. obviously care about this. I know what's going to happen. Like,
0: oh, I know. I can remember sitting in your stats, mind. Yeah, yeah like,
1: so I actually had a good year. Like, I kicked a few goals, yeah. played, no, I think I played 15 something games and had 15, I can't remember what it was, but I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's like, Is this a blur of a moment? And I was just like, Shut, just tell me what's going to happen. And like, Yeah, yeah Robo, um, you know, we're going to go in a different direction. I'm going to start trying to build a new culture here. Um, and you're not in our plans for the future. Um, good luck with everything. Um, we're going to try and trade you. So, keep this all to yourself. Um, if nothing gets, tr- nothing, no trade comes, it comes at hand, you know, we're just going to delist you and you have to go through a free agent, free agency and all that kind of stuff. So, obviously, if they're saying um, don't tell anyone to get delisted, people like actually heard that straight away. Yeah. Um, so, no one try to trade for me. But yeah, that was pretty much how the meeting went and that's what happened was just pack your bags and I was I was done with the Colton Footy Club.
0: Those next months would have been huge. Yeah. Like indecision, yeah, not know where yeah. you're going, you've got a young family. Yeah. Um, talk me through that stress of that.
1: It was a whirlwind. So obviously I had a one, one-year-old son, Chancey Boy. Um, shout out. Yeah, shout out to Chancey. He listens all the time and annoys the shit out of me on the podcast when I'm trying to record it. But he, um, I had him, my partner, we had a house, we had like our family in Melbourne and stuff and... I was just so much stress and pressure. I just had to get out of, I guess, the country. And I just went with my best mate from, who was from Tassie. Um, we just went on a little um, one-week vacation to uh, America and just just cleared my head, turned my phone off, turned it back on. And obviously, my manager, Timmy Hazel, was doing a lot in the background, talking to clubs, um, trying to get me out there, trying to get me a new contract and stuff. And um, thankfully, Greg Swan, who was CEO at Brisbane um, and yeah. who was previously at the Colton Footy Club, um, was a massive advocate for myself and he vouched for me he got me he threw a two-year deal at me um i was all for getting out of getting out of melbourne um, and going starting fresh in brisbane and richmond came late which was um kind of i think i was never really going to take it because it was was only a year and they they were offering rookie wages and Mm -hmm. having a family going from all right pay packet to that was um wasn't doable and i also need to get out of melbourne bubble um, get away from you know the media scrutiny and get away from some family members and friends and stuff so Getting up to Brisbane was ideal and I had two years' opportunity to get my life sorted out and that's what, pretty much what happened. So, it was a very stressful, dark time, um, early days, especially, you know, when I got to Brisbane it was really tough, but um, came out in, in, the in I guess, good fashion and play some good footy.
0: Yeah, 100%. You just said then as well, moving from Melbourne to interstate, a lot of guys yeah. do the opposite and I yes. suppose that's where we've had the benefit, the luxury, the luxury of the luxury, going back to front. Not by choice, but... By- <laughs> By circumstance, by circumstance, we've yeah. been fortunate enough to <clears throat> experience Melbourne yeah, and yeah. love it and yeah. be like, that's awesome, thank yeah. you, yeah. and then get another opportunity somewhere else. It's incredible because a lot of guys go the other way, and, yeah. I, and I think and that I'd those tell, guys regret uh,
1: it. Yeah, I, I 100% believe that. Yeah. Um, I tell, there's been a few players that left the club, obviously, Brisbane Lions, and they've gone to see, they think that Melbourne's like, you know, the big bubble of footy fame, um, you yeah. recognize, you get a lot of appearance opportunities, you get the money, which is pretty much false. Like, yeah. The appearances down there are hard to come by, let alone um, getting All money the big dogs, you. all get the big them. dogs, is cashing on it, and the rest just go to CQ and get drink cards. Yeah. Um, but yeah, honestly, I believe I'm I'm fortunate and I'm happy the way I started in the bubble and I've moved out and just been able to appreciate um, the interstate life. I guess. Um yep. Brisbane lifestyle for me is amazing, and it, it suits me perfectly. Um, no hype up there. No, like no caught up in you know the the fame that they think they have. I'm doing quotation marks here, so that's not real. But um. I do tell people that the warning signs are there uh, it's not, and it's not all what cracks out to be so I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the luxury of starting my footy in, in the Melbourne bubble and then going to Brisbane 100% but you'd feel the same though. that's the 100%. same as Sydney
0: yeah Sydney's been amazing for me like when I when I finished up footy I didn't know what was next obviously got thrown a lifeline but I didn't appreciate how good it was to live out of Melbourne until yeah, I did yeah. it I just, you've been a Melbourne boy your whole life yeah like I never thought I never thought I'd ever leave but Vic Metro star all yeah. Australian yep the list goes on Mate, at Brisbane, you've you've really come into your own. You've you're playing at your potential. BNF in your first year, yep. second in your third, uh, in your second, yep. and um, don't really know about the third and fourth. But uh, obviously, going it's, well. It's
1: awesome to know. What do you, what <laughs> do you put down? Me, you should know What, what, what do you put
0: down the career revival too?
1: <laughs> this bloke, <laughs> um, I guess, just a fresh start and having a new perspective on footy, my footy career and what it takes to make it an AFL. Like when I got drafted, I was so I still had that 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 country little like Hobart you get paid 20 bucks or whatever and you put it back over the bar from the can of coke and hot dog yeah. and a few beers and go out and get, get in a scruffle that, I kind of took that into my AFL career and that was very tough for me obviously um, learning the hard way that that's not the way AFL works and I don't know how the kids do it these days they come for the game like 200 game players it's the professionalism is ridiculous so when I got to Brisbane I kind of had a new lease in life I had this massive chip on my shoulder that I was kind of like FU2 the Colton footy club getting rid of me type thing and mm. in the, in the foot, I wanted to show the footy world that I could play footy still and that I deserve to be um, AFL player so I played uh, my normal game but with a lot more um, I guess passion so and I found a little bit of love for the game again as well even though it was tough times um, win-loss ratio at the Lions early days but finding my role within the team and, and trying to prove them wrong and, and, and it was good first year you won the BNF I was obviously a joint one with four, three other players so mm. it takes a little bit of um, glitter off it, of, but in saying that, it's still a massive accomplishment. And then second, my second year, then third year, I broke my foot. That was a really tough times. Coming, that was my first injury. I missed half the year with that, and that was just ridiculous. Um, I don't know how people do ACL after ACL and come Huge. back. It's it's massive. Shout out to those guys. And this year, I'm playing some good footy again. I'm um, different role with the team. Um, obviously we're we're playing some good footy in Brisbane. Yeah. Um, very competitive, and we've still got a lot to go, a lot of improvement to go. But I'm playing the wing now, outside game, so it's a little bit hard for me sometimes, not trying to crash and hit bodies. But you know, you know, probably in the wing roll, holding your spot out there, and yeah, I love it, out just there. running hot laps up and back.
0: Oh man, the running, it is tough, man. Yeah, the running is incredible, it's and I don't that, have that a Tom the Scully, I don't
1: have a Tom Scully engine, so yeah,
0: oh shit, out.
1: It's tough, yeah. But um, no, honestly, just just loving the game again, and, and knowing that doesn't last forever. I think when it gets taken away from you, you kind of appreciate it after yep. that.
0: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. KO's got you covered for this footy season with every game of every round, live and ad break free during play. with both Eastern and Western conferences live with ESPN on KO. There's absolutely plenty of room for everyone, so get on board with KO. Now also available on Hubble. Um, mate, I want to touch on your passion for indigenous culture. Yep. Obviously your partner, uh, Emma is a is a beautiful, beautiful woman. I know I've had the absolute pleasure of knowing her.
1: Sliding the DMs as recently as well. I have slid in. Um
0: yeah. all noble reasons. Yeah, okay. but nothing all right. sus. All right. yeah. <laughs>
1: hey um, it's deal haven't talked to you for about five years but just checking what's just, up this thing
0: what's going on you up <laughs> I, <don't
1: know>. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually i was actually laying in bed and i saw the, the the instagram message tone i was like oh no Dil Buckley. I was like, buck oh, <laughs> this bloke is so slimy
0: <laughs> she's a mother of your two children so let's not i wasn't definitely going there okay. um chance and charlie yeah but um obviously she's a she's a proud indigenous woman and um through your relationship with her, not only her but Eddie Betts and, yep. and the like, you've really taken a passion in this um, with your tattoos and just everything. Really, yeah. Um, my question in that: What are your thoughts on how far we've come in the AFL and where we need to get to?
1: Um, yeah, shout out Emma. Obviously, I've been with her for nine years now. Um, she, I guess, picked me up in a, in, a, in a dark spot, and we started seeing each other when I was what I was at twenty-one. Yeah, twenty-one, and then. Um, we kind of started dating within two weeks. She moved in, and we've been inseparable since. Incredible, it's girl. crazy.
0: And my mum wanted to give her a quick shout out. Deb, Deb, Deb loves Emma. She obviously Emma's got a great uh, yeah, Instagram yeah. account. Yeah. Shows the kids yeah. uh, doing what they do Loft. and her paintings. Yeah, Charlie by Wanty, yeah. Indigenous um, art. Um, so yeah, mum wanted to give her a quick shout, shout out. Shout
1: out, Deb. Hi Mitch, it's Deb here. Hope all is well. Please say hello to the lovely Emma for me, and thanks for coming on the show. I wouldn't mind getting her to do an intro for my podcast. She can off track anyway. Good price. Good <laughs> price. Go straight to your funds. Back, but back no, to honestly, you. honestly, like um, it, all, it kind of all started. Like I hadn't met an Aboriginal person until I got drafted, which was Eddie Betts, and I, I moved in with him. I got drafted with two Indigenous players, Chris Yaron and Jeffrey Gallis. So you of all people probably understand the bond you you create with um, someone that you get drafted with. Yeah. And I was kind of I saw their brotherhood. Um, similar to what I had with my mates and Tazzy like um, they obviously stick together um, you know Tazzy boys they've got a pretty good bond like you know we feel like our backs against the wall a lot when people talk about us so it was something similar with Eddie and, and um, Jeffrey and Yaron, and obviously Andrew Walker that was there too that I kind of just clicked with and I fell, fell in love with those blokes and from then on it just um, I guess understanding his culture and um, the way he lives his life and the way he treats people um, is admirable and um, I guess that's why I've, I'm still really close friends with him to today, and um, I really respect the way they go about a lot of things. And I, I guess it kind of has it come another tendency. Question: Has it come a long way? Is, is it is a good spot in the AFL at the moment? I think it kind of starts with the education system. We see yep. a lot of things with the youth these days. Um, if you link it to the mental health stuff with Dane Beams, who had a um, and I guess some unhealthy inbox messages from yeah. on his Instagram, and they're pretty. Um, Pretty bad messages bad. to him. They're very yeah. bad, actually. It was a 13-year-old boy, and it's similar to the Adam Good's one, the girl. where the girl was 13-year-old. Yeah. So, the things that happen with those blokes, they don't want to draw attention to the fact that who it is and what they're doing, and they want to educate them and the people that's actually causing harm. And I think that we can learn a lot from that. And I honestly believe it should start in the in the education system. I didn't know anything about the past or I like, never learned anything. I in never school, learned anything yeah. and we're getting taught a lot of stupid stuff in school and and that's something that should be at the forefront of everything that we should be understanding our own culture and and our, our black history that we have within Australia and I honestly believe it should start there and, that, and work the way out cuz everyone's kind of blind to the fact of what actually happened. It's not a, it's not a great history we have um, mm. in Australia and I think that's why the AFL now are doing a really good job and I guess with the Adam good stuff... As we're talking about that, I was I was a bit naive as well when it was going on. I didn't really understand that the booing we had, you know, racist undertones. And we, you've probably seen the documentary yes. as well. the The final quarter um, was really eye opening, and actually was a really sad thing to watch. And I, I don't know if that happened today, it'd be stamped out straight away. And I just thought the booing was for you know, he used to slide in with his feet and die for free kicks. That's what the media kind of played it out to be. And yep. there's a few individuals, in particular in the media, that were driving that that case, and that wasn't that's not really how it was going. So. It's come a very long way and we are starting to understand um, the importance of the Indigenous culture and what they play in our, in our game.
0: 100%. And I would encourage anyone to go watch that documentary. Uh, yeah, it documentary. should be soon, right? it, I think it's coming out to the public soon. We uh, had the pleasure of watching that. All AFL, 18 AFL teams... Had, yeah, uh,
1: had a private screening. Private screening to watch yeah. it and
0: it's very, very eye-opening. It's, it's, I was pretty embarrassed after watching it because I just did not know to the extent what was happening and no. um, yeah, it's, it's definitely going to teach, uh, teach some kids some valuable lessons. 100%. Um, mate... On that, obviously, when you're back at the blues, you're a part of the brotherhood. Um, that's what you guys used to call <laughs> each other. What was? Can you explain that? Who was in it? What was it about? Okay. And etc. Well,
1: okay, I'll start off by saying it wasn't called the brotherhood. It no, was it was called the brothers. <laughs> oh,
0: the brothers. Oh, sorry. The brothers. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That shows that I was not in it.
1: <laughs> I don't even know where you were.
0: Dylan, you're a loser.
1: Um, no, I was, just, I was one of the brothers, but obviously I'm that token white guy that just hangs out with <laughs> the boys, brotherhood. the brotherhood. I don't know what you've been watching. Some Robin Hood type sorry, shit. Man. But no, it was on. It was like me, Aaron Joseph, Dennis Armfield. Um, you probably know this, Andrew, Andrew McKinnis. Sometimes is in the Andy chat. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, it's funny. But yeah, Andy Mack was in there. Uh, obviously, um, Eddie, Jeff, and Yaz. Yep. But um, it was just a really tight group. And I think um, you're looking to the fact that it was so closer when Eddie left. When he was, left, yeah. Yes, when he so left, that he was, was the next question. Then the next question. So yeah, I know. You, I know oh, no. stuff. Thanks. Um, it was obviously a really tough time. And, and so he's, a, he's like a father figure for all those boys. And we all know what he does on the field, but it's what off the field is really set him apart from the rest, and the the, the influence he had on the group. And obviously, when he left, it was a really tough time for us. And it, and it goes to show, really, um, you know, Jeffrey was traded the year after he left. I was delisted. Yaron was one one year later. Aaron Joseph probably delisted. It was just really had that effect on the boys. It was it was hard to come back from. And and we can't use an excuse why why things happen, but just um, I understand the reasons that we kind of had the heads up that that it was possibly he might be leaving half or through yeah. the year because, um, you know, the Coen Fruity Club offered him, I think, two years at not much um, X amount of dollars and he was getting, obviously, a lot of uh, big offers from other clubs. So we had, had that understanding and when it happened, it was just a bit of a shock and I guess it all uh, tumbled into a spiral effect mm. after that.
0: And I suppose the the biggest thing that people don't realise is obviously his on-field impact was huge but it was his off field that was, it was the biggest here, he's man. incredible like the, the amount of blokes that he has at his house um, I was never there but uh, other people <laughs> <laughs> other people he has a, has around all um, the stories I heard about those yeah like they sounded amazing um, obviously on his his Instagram now I'm a keen follower and um, yeah. he has all the boys around but I know you sort of tried to implement that up at Brisbane
1: yeah so I guess I've taken a little bit of learning from old uh, Butsy boy um, it's just one of those things that you have your house open because Seventy percent of our list in Brisbane um, is from interstate, um, and I'll just try and have uh, a family environment at our house because that's what it's kind of it's kind of like. The, it's a family way from family, um, and a lot of the players don't have that. I guess those father figures and stuff of the club because I'm one of the. I think I'm third oldest now, so a lot of the boys come through. Emma makes them very make some food. Um, they play with the kids. They shoot the basketball at the back haircuts um, haircuts I do about 18 of the boys haircuts and it's all for free so you are saying before
0: you could do mine a bit better I could do those a bit better yeah.
1: um, I was going to say how much is yours 30 what bucks Thirty, 30 yeah. bucks. yeah so you could be saving that and
0: I'll fly up to Brisbane fly to Brisbane
1: yeah. okay, you no know, you couldn't you'd probably <laughs> drive to Brisbane it's just one of those things I was trying to make a, a family friendly environment they always yeah. come to my house and chill out So, no, it sounds great But uh, if you come to Brisbane, you can come around too, man. All right, I will. I'll I'll one step Eddie up, and you can come to my house for dinner.
0: Actually, yeah, well, with that as well, actually, you you
1: probably slide into Ms. and ask her to come around. Yeah, I do. Hey, Emma, I'm in Brisbane. (laughs) I'll (laughs) hit her up. (laughs) Careful, come over.
0: I do want to touch on Eddie though again one more time because this is I actually am a bit flat with him, (laughs) and I think you know. I think you know why. Why? Well, he (laughs) was probably my number one target to get on the show.
1: Oh, oh, no, he actually mentioned this. No, no, no. He's mentioned that you asked him.
0: I, uh, well, yeah, I asked him probably like 14 times. <laughs> 14 times. He said yes, and then every other time pulled out. I go on Instagram, how's and then he, whose podcast is he
1: on? Okay, cool, mine because I'm a legend. But yeah. how's he pulled out? When have you been Adelaide and when's he been in Sydney? No, I was
0: going to do it over the phone. He was in Sydney playing the swans. Oh. I was going to pop around to the hotel. He said, nah, bros, I'm bloody busy tonight. Yeah. Like, you know, he's a good man, but I'm flat.
1: Oh, I could, we actually—you probably haven't listened to that podcast. I have. Did you hear your name in there a few times? No. Well, you were mentioned twice. Oh. Yeah, I was like, "Don't give." He goes, "Oh, Dylan Bucky wants to give me on the podcast." Like I said, don't give him a shout out. He, goes, he doesn't need it. <laughs> so, if you listen, no—that's what I don't think you have. Okay. Um, thanks. I take it at face value, though. Um, he's a—he's a busy man. He's very important.
0: I oh, know he's got his new books out as he's well. Got books
1: out. Two he's doing books. A, like, yeah.
0: Um, and he's doing his giveaway. Puts a jumpers. Yeah, auction yeah. stuff. He's just like—he's a—he's best—he's a, a bloke Robert, he's Robert in the world. Wood,
1: like. A good one. Even, no, I understand that you wouldn't come on here because, you know, I don't know. He hates me. He doesn't hate you. Fair enough.
0: Um, mate, I know you're shout big... Shout Shout out. <laughs> big advocate of Tasmania. Are we going to get a team there or not? And uh, if they do, will you go?
1: <clears throat> if we got a team in Tassie next year, I'd be there in a heartbeat. No, I know it's going to be like, oh my God, how could you say that? Like, come on. Like, first team in Tassie, I'm that passionate. I got tatted on my body and my, my state. Um very passionate I don't see it happening for about another 10 years I'd say minimum most deserving team in the in the country to have a team um, I think we've got like the oldest records like 1880s I think was like a recorder score down there of a game um, financially I think it I think it can make sense we we throw so much money I think tens of millions of dollars at Hawthorne and kangaroos tourism's going great down there um, I think they're gonna do a 19th team. Where that is, I don't know, but um, no, TEDs is going well. Like, the, the under-18s is going well, the Ted's Devils, um, the VFL teams reintroduced in 2021. Didn't know that. There you go. So, I don't know. I'm a massive advocate. I, I honestly want a team down there. I think they deserve it, but in my playing career, it won't, won't happen. Um, but yeah, hopefully down the track. I think they'll bring one out in WA or SA, make a third team there because they've got just a footy f- fanatic state, so. Yeah. Whether, we can't have a team that's well, you need, already you need in the AFL, you need an even you need, amount. Anyway, you need twenty so. teams. So mm-hmm. if hopefully they do bring two more in, um, One will be very considered in Tasmania. But we can't have a makeshift team. We can't have someone come from the AFL who's already established. Got to be there. born and bred it's in, in Tassie. Got to be born and bred in Tassie. Yeah. And I don't know if even if the South and North will come together because it's a massive rivalry down there. Yeah. It will. I think it will. It
0: surely would reunite them.
1: Surely, but you never know. It's Tassie. Like we're pretty. Yeah. As I said, you're,
0: you're a man of many, many talents. You've got the barbershop, the podcast, the gaming studio, um, Dad Life. Um, what else? What, what footy. Ca- I play footy. Oh, yeah, footy as well. Yeah. <laughs> what is Mitch Robinson doing post-football? What can you see yourself doing?
1: Um, well, I kind of all started Like I was doing... In my first year at, at the Lions, I kind of stated that I was you know struggling at times. I started seeing a counsellor through the club. Um, and we spoke about what my hobbies were. I didn't have anything on my days off to like passionate to do it was more along the lines i'll just hang out with my family um you know the kids and my partner and that's all well and good but um something outside of that to take my mind off footy and oh, you probably know about anyone that it's 100 you can't be you know footy orientated 24 7 because it just drives you insane so uh, i bought into a barber shop got really involved in that um and then i just started learning how to do haircuts youtube tutorials and i really enjoyed it and it gave me another another avenue to connect with the boys and take their minor footy and just talk a bit of shit really and cut their hair and have some fun. Started with Humor Cluggage, I think is my first one. It hasn't been back Jesus, since. fresh. It's bad Oh, right. is it hasn't bad? hasn't been back since. That oh. no, wasn't that bad but like he hasn't been back since.
0: Does he need to come back?
1: No, he's, he has a right haircut. Good he's, he's, he's not He's a really good player and I make, I love making him uncomfortable. He's really shy and it's, it's the best. Yeah, he looks so humble. He is the best bloke I've ever met and he's yeah. going to be actual like Brownlow medalist. early yeah. heard you first. What date is it today? 6th or 5th? So. Um, had him first um, then I had Barry and Rayner, and those blokes still come back so don't know what's wrong with Hugh but I really enjoyed doing it and then I guess the gaming came along and that I, I was doing that heavily when I was younger in my teens and someone white kind of teased me a lot when I was doing it at <laughs> the AFL level playing World of Warcraft and he was just teasing the shit out of me so I stopped playing that, that level and I wasn't playing good footy too so um, and that Warcraft. kind of reason <laughs> World of Warcraft is Warcraft. that the one
0: with the little guys no. yeah, yeah on the on the like they used to play it's, it at it's, Northland. It's,
1: it's MMO. Is that, oh, that where you PG. paint the... No, what? No. Oh, I no, think there's no, something a video game. Oh, okay, sorry. Not when you paint those little... Uh, the fi- minions. I you pa- yeah, and, like, I thought that was it. And, no, not no. that. No. Um, you're probably thinking of Lord of the Rings that you were in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I was talking about gaming, yeah. then The Fortnite came along and I got um, pretty good at that game. Went professional for like a few months. That's um, huge. And I can't get to the next level because the next level I kind of had to quit footy. Commit- yeah. But it's a full-time job, isn't it? It is, man. They, they I couldn't do what they do. It's incredible. It's like 14 hours straight playing the same game like this and they're loving it. Yeah. But now there's a lot of money in it. So that's ne- the next big thing to blow up um, is obviously esports. But did that. Now I'm just um, post-footy. I want to do player management. I think I'm, well I can't manage players now because you can't manage you know, football football's yeah. accounts and stuff while you're playing. It's a conflict of interest. Um, but I'm really intrigued in that I really, I've really, i been wanting to do that for about 4 or 5 years now so if I didn't work out with Colton I would have been doing that by now um, and I'm just about to. So I've ticked off my sports journalism degree, my um, full real estate license, which everyone gets. Really, it's just a gimme. Yep. That's yep. what everyone does. Yep. Um, and I started doing accounting, but I quit that quick smart. And I'm changing. You don't. Uh, you don't really. accounting's not what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And yeah. when I read the, um, the thesis that I was going to be doing it's and stuff, not it's you. just not it.
0: The only accountant that I think you are is like probably that one from the movies that like the cool have you seen one. that movie? Yeah. Just like, like, show me the money. <laughs> kills like, everyone. Oh, that's not it. Oh, but, the movie. Yeah. The account accountant. Ben Affleck. Yeah
1: what <laughs> maybe i don't know um yeah so I, I quit that pretty soon um but um the next one i'm going to start doing is list management of i think that goes hand in hand with um with the player manager so i think that'd be something that's pretty cool and
0: staying in footy staying in footy yeah.
1: I, I think i've got an eye for footy um a little bit alternative but i think it i think it works in my favor so obviously i love doing the video podcasting um this is something i'm really passionate about like yourself yep what, what about you? What do you got post-footy? I know this has taken off for you.
0: Yes, man. No, it's it's good. It's good Have fun. Have you thought about
1: changing the is always going to be Dylan Friends.
0: Um, This one will. So, I've thought about... I love this one because it's just like one-on-one yeah, chatting. yeah.
1: And this is this kind of feels so genuine because I actually haven't spoken to you. Well, yes, I've spoken to you, but I haven't we, seen you face to face hanging yeah, out. Yeah,
0: we haven't hanging out for a long time, but it, it is good to catch it's up. So like that's what I do like. I do like, like catching up one on one with people and just having a, a chat. So yeah. Dylan friends will always be Dylan friends. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's definitely a passion. I do want to start something else with something doing something different that isn't yeah. sport related. Okay. Um,
1: I honestly see you being like Hamish and Andy. Oh, they're. Well, i don't think time. i'm that they're pretty, not, no I'm no no funny. being like them yeah I, you're quirky and stuff in your own right so like your haircut's quirky yeah you look like frodo that's Elijah a that's Wood. a
0: very big compliment i i yeah that they're in there i they're,
1: think quirky is a word i think it's just deal. i like quirky well is it I, the word yo yeah, well, what is now you're quirky be yourself <laughs> <laughs> um, have, you, have you put on any weight since your first year
0: oh, Mate, i've actually lost weight I'm not even kidding Why? Like, yeah. I, I just can't man what role are you playing now um, bit of bench, bit of rehab.
1: That's that's not yeah. bad. So you done a, you know, Barry calf. Yeah, I've had a
0: bit of unlucky uh, this year with the body, but I'm still loving coming in. I've had yeah, yeah. yeah a bit of stuff going on, but in terms of my body, like as you mentioned, when I first got the Carlton, I was sixty three kilos. Sixty three kilos. Yeah. So I all now weigh shit next you in a contest. Was, yeah, yeah. But you
1: were drafted on the back of having a good under eighteen carnival. Yeah. And you were all Australian. I did this research earlier. All yep. Australian, Vic Metro. Mm-hmm. Killed it. You came in as a speedy midfielder with good disposal. Yep. Is that how you talk about yourself now?
0: Um, yeah, a couple of those things.
1: <laughs> speedy, big-bodied, shit-carf midfielder. S-
0: speedy, sexy butt. <laughs> oh, sexy butt. <laughs> Podcast extraordinaire. No, but uh, yeah, it's... it's. You rattled me there. I don't know where I'm going
1: with that. <laughs> what are you doing post-footy?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, don't I, know I do want to stay in this field. Are you going to
1: go on anyone's podcast? But if I interview you, you're going to be—I don't know how you're going to go, man. I think what you you're think? better at you're better interview. No, you.
0: no, no. I feel like I'm actually better at being the other guy. Oh, okay. This is why I'm just doing this. Okay.
1: So you'd be good in a duo. Yes. Okay. Yes. Cool.
0: So yeah, that's that's what I want to do. Sign um, of my
1: DMs one time, man. I will, right? man. When I'm in Brisbane, I'll hit you up, mm-hmm. fam. It's mm-hmm. lit. Um, Podcasting post footy, I actually reckon it's a thing. Hundred percent. Yeah,
0: hundred yeah, percent. I want to do something like I said. I love just talking to people one on one, finding out, a deeping deep and meaningful conversation just yeah. go see where it goes yeah. Um, but yeah it's something I'm really passionate about and I'm just happy that I found that now I just said before that work life balance playing footy it's vital mm. my first few years I used to sit at home and just watch movies oh, if you could take that back eh? I wish I could just go back now because now I
1: but hindsight's a mother f-
0: yes isn't it it is you don't know what you know till you know it
1: <laughs> you said it sister <laughs> amen yeah, yeah, exactly. You that's, know, that's the title of this. <laughs> yeah,
0: you don't know what you know. So I always try and say that to the young boys as well. Like, yeah. oh, I hate being that guy. I'm 26, but I feel yeah. like I, I like to tell them. You have them, an Asia like, day, man. You um, get a little bit
1: more stubble. What <laughs> a good <And> a beard. <laughs> like, I know you get it all the time. I can't remember if I said this earlier in the podcast yeah. or not. Like, did, have you been... Like, people say you look like Elijah Wood, because I'm pretty sure I started this. Dude, you got drafted, was like, God genu- damn.
0: Genuinely, you you were probably the first to really go hard at it. Yeah, I'll claim that. Um, So I will give you that. But I've had... The Elijah Wood thing, like, you know how no one thinks that they look like yeah, they yeah, look alike. Yeah. So like at the start I was like, Oh yeah, cool, uh, like sweet. Civilized. I'd never even seen Lord of the Rings. And I was like, <laughs> whatever. I hadn't seen it, bro, I'm telling you now. I swear to God. And I was like, Yeah, cool. Then like three years went past and I was like, This is still like sort of going thing. on, the Frodo. Like, oh, etc. No, you look like
1: Elijah. Seriously.
0: And then um last sorry, the year before I went to South America. Yeah. There for a month with with uh, Blaine Burkhurst and Sam Carriage. I had people coming up to me like I. This is no word of a lie. I swear to God, we're out in uh, Colombia. Yeah. This person came up to me, had it. Like, you can't see this because I'm on a podcast. But they were holding a necklace with a ring on the end, putting it <laughs> putting it in front of my face, saying, "Frodo, Frodo, where's the ring?" And I, like the person I and their like ten mates were just absolutely losing it. So that's. That was a time Where it actually went
1: It's the light. light bulb moment. Oh, shit, I, I was like Alright this isn't a joke like,
0: I must look exactly like him Because if
1: you're in another country That's a big step Every up. place
0: I went I was getting Like they actually thought I was him And I, I should have just taken Okay him.
1: Could you have claimed That you were him Like yeah I'm Elijah Wood um, I I've just finished my set From New Zealand On the, pod, uh, on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing A Lord of the Rings podcast I In see, Columbia like,
0: if anyone is out there listening to the show... Yeah, like, what, 10 or 10 people? Nine or 10. <laughs>
1: Not, if any of those 10 people out there can tag Elijah Wood. Or know him.
0: you one of your 10 fans
1: know Well, well you're only Wood. six
0: degrees of separation. You're only one, what is it, six people away from knowing someone in the world. So someone could have a connection there that, okay, okay. that knows him. Yeah. If um, they
1: don't, maybe just tag... Just tag. What do you want? Instagram. Instagram. Tag yeah. Elijah Wood. I'm guessing he's got a... Please, because it would be awesome him?
0: to get a photo or even just have a chat. Have you and, ever
1: had a chance of running into him?
0: Well, I, I was saying before the, the there was a Comic Con in Sydney recently, and um, what he was there, we should yeah, have dressed up. I, no, no, I was away. I was playing footy that weekend in Brisbane, actually.
1: Okay, yeah, so I'll I couldn't busy.
0: go, but um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I was. I had to take the bins out, so I was flat out. <laughs> um, and yeah, I would have loved to catch up with him, but I didn't. So look, I'd love to catch up with him if he's if he's listening. Let's make if it happen, he's bro. listening, let's make it happen.
1: If he's <laughs> listening, let's
0: make I'm it happen. I know we're
1: getting off track here, but you are Frodo so I don't know if he ever dies and there's a spot on Lord of the Rings I don't know if it's done now I'm pretty sure it's done but damn man
0: last thing mate I want to touch on okay is again we spoke about your podcast earlier ripped through it but I love how you're keeping the media accountable
1: yep I guess so not really anymore but not I anymore. started that way
0: you did start that way you're, just, you're doing you're still having opinions on yeah, articles yeah, yeah. and yep. things trending in the AFL yep can you see yourself doing that one day
1: um media is not a massive thing like in terms of being that, uh, you know, Channel 9 commentary team or Fox Footy commentary, I'm, I don't really see myself going down that path, but having an opinion, I guess, I think it's a way that I can express the way that I see the game. It's a little bit alternative, as I said before, but um, video podcasting is something I like to do. I like doing something different. I think the yeah. States in America, they do they it do really it well. They do so well. Yeah. And you get, they do, like, a lot of insights, like podcasting and um, one-on-one interviews and just changing up a bit the way they do it. And I think we're really lacking at so I see that I see the space there that I could really you know, dive into and do that but I love doing it as, as you just touched on it's a good passion and it keeps me very busy and, and I record it you know, edit it and put it out all by myself so it's something that I've learned to do and it's it's a, a little trait but um, I really enjoy it and it's something that I can do post-40 if I can do that it'd be awesome I'm going to do it regardless I reckon
0: Awesome Mitch mate that's all I've got for you
1: <sighs> well I really appreciate you getting me on I've actually you know as I said I'm a big fan of listening for a long time thank you um and now i'm a friend
0: oh mate you've always been a friend but now it's official
1: oh that's amazing no thanks for having me man it's really, Bro, really fun
0: thank you so much for coming on the show um whatever it is i'm sure you're going to kill it man you're doing so many things well love to see you going well on and off the field yeah and uh let's catch up soon
1: and if you haven't already like and subscribe to
0: dylan friends and
1: yeah, rip through it but what's your what are you on
0: <laughs> instagram spotify and uh, Ouska,
1: Insta, Insta, yeah, yeah. No, no worries. Thanks for having me, man. It's good to see you doing great things in the in the um, podcast arena. Um, I definitely definitely reckon are top two <laughs> in the industry. Thanks, bro. You got some pretty hefty. Means a lot. First the worst, second the best. Well, obviously I'm first, yeah. Um, first and worst, second the best. You reviews, you know, they seem a bit biased, but
0: uh. they're, mom, they're my they're my mum. She's just Deb's been, getting a few bots. She's just been doing them. She's just been doing them all. Um, <laughs> no worries. Thanks for having me. Thanks, brother. And always remember, um, be yourself is that your everyone else is taken
1: love that thank you thanks man
0: thanks for listening to the show hope you enjoyed it the Dylan Friends podcast is produced by me Dylan and is edited by my great mate Ryan Miller to keep notified on the release please subscribe on iTunes or wherever else you listen if you want to see more of myself and the podcast, please follow at Dill Buckley and at Dylan Friends on Instagram. And if you want to contact me directly, please email DillandFriends at Outlook.com. And don't forget to be yourself because everyone else is taken. That was legitness. Was that it? KO's got you covered for this footy season with every game of every round live and ad break free during play.